Hello and welcome to Around the Corner, the Covering the Corner Minor Leagues and Prospect Podcast. I am Matt Schlichting, joined as always by Brian Hemminger. Brian, what's up? It's a, it's a good time to be a fan of prospects. Um, every team is now operational, up and running, uh, including all the half-season teams. So we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, I know we've got some new names here in our top five from all over the system. We have some interesting happenings in the cupboard to go over, some good, some bad. <laughs> but we'll go ahead and kick things off with the man himself, number one prospect, George Valera. Good God. Yeah. So if you remember um, three weeks ago when we had our last podcast, he was unstoppable and he did it again. So <laughs> over a course of three weeks, he slashed 323, 434, 584 with a 178 WRC+. Plus. Um, basically, we could have penciled him in again into our top five for the week, but uh, I, I left him out just because there were five other guys I wanted to give a little shout out to, but he very easily could have been a, a top five guy again. So this is that, that makes five straight weeks that he's been scorching hot. I think that makes up for the slow month he had in uh, April. Oh, yeah. He hits the ball very hard. Yes, he does. Uh, he had four home runs. And for the people that complain that he never hits doubles, he also had four doubles and uh, walked 13 times. He had a little bit of an elevated strikeout rate for the three weeks. But again... Mm -hmm. I don't care when you're putting up those kinds of numbers. <laughs> so Yeah, 27.6% strikeout rate's not great, but he balanced it with a 17% walk rate. Yeah, so Just basically unstoppable, like you yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, when you're putting up a 434 on base percentage, you can strike out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Our number two man, Brian Rocchio, didn't have quite as good a week at the plate, or three weeks at the plate. Yeah, yeah, he struggled. Uh, 196 with a 281 on base and 234 uh, slugging with a 49 overall WRC plus. So he's still, you know, trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, it's funny. Last year when he got promoted to Double A, he actually played better at Double A than he did at High A. And this year he's still just trying to to get into a groove. I do have good news. Uh, he is currently on a six game hitting streak. So it seems like maybe he's starting to heat up. It's just you can't tell that over the three-week period. So perhaps he is beginning to turn it around. Yes. We'll have to keep our eye on it. Who's next on the countdown? We've got Tyler Freeman. Uh, he, he's back, and he looks like he is settling in comfortably at AAA. He slashed 313, 418, 388, good for a 128 WRC plus, pretty much never striking out, 10% walk rate, added four additional trips to first via hit by pitch, which was more than he struck out, <laughs> you know, he struck out mm -hmm. three times, uh, and he scored 16 runs. Not a lot of slug, but that is extreme value provided at the plate. The thing that stands out to me is he walked eight times. Yeah. 
that is not typically something he does. Um, and as we mentioned, uh, I think in the last podcast, Freeman had walked a lot and he, he'd struck out a few more times as well. It seems now he's balancing out that walk and contact uh, part of his profile. So while maintaining the very low strikeout rate, I mean, he's, I think I saw a statistic that he's one of the hardest players to strike out in minor league baseball. So that's, that's always a good sign. And just looking through our stats over time, he's been running an on-base percentage well above 300 pretty much the entire time. And now he's, yeah, I just like even his down stretches so far this season haven't really been that unproductive. So just thinking out loud, even if his ceiling might not be as high as, say, a George Valera or someone, there's definitely a ton of value in a guy who, when he's not playing great, he's still fine. Mm-hmm. Consistency is huge. Yeah. And, and while he's not going to be a guy that's going to be putting up a, a ton of home runs, uh, he is hitting doubles as well. So, I mean, it's not like he's just slapping it. Yeah. So, and he's getting on base at a really high clip, which is what we all want to see. Number four on the countdown, Daniel Espino. Yeah, uh, Espino, again, did not play. I was saying last time I was hoping to see him back here soon. Uh, The latest update I have, I think I saw it yesterday, is he has been rehabbing in Arizona. So he is not even with the team right now. Um, He's been rehabbing in the Arizona complex and there is currently no timetable for his return. So sorry, folks. (sighs) Alas, there is better news next up. And the last few times we've done the podcast, the middle of our countdown has been kind of sad because everyone's hurt, but at five and six, we got some guys who are back. So Gabriel Arias has begun his rehab assignment. He currently has played four games in Arizona where he has slashed uh, 273, 385, 364. He struck out quite a few times, surprisingly. But, um, I mean, honestly, more than anything, this is about just him being healthy, getting a few reps in, and then getting back to AAA, where he can start knocking on the door to the big league club again. Is there a lot that you can really tell from a rehab assignment down there? Not really. He's He's been playing about five innings, and he'll get like two or three at-bats a game. So he hasn't even played a full game yet. So basically just getting him back up to game speed then. Yeah. So, um, and it was, I think, a hand or a wrist or something that he, that he injured. The most important thing is that he's not aggravating an injury. Uh, and I think that the strikeout rate was elevated because his first game or two, he that's when he struck out several times. So he was rusty, and then he started hitting the ball his last couple games. Excellent. And at number six, this is the good news. The very good news. Nolan Jones, he's back. And he's been playing left field and right field exclusively pretty much uh, for Columbus. And over that time period, he has slashed 295, 418, 386. So he is walking at a very impressive 18.2% clip. That is the highest of any of the top 10 prospects on the list. And while the strikeout rate is up there a little bit at 30%, um, when you got, again, on-base percentage over 400, I'm going to take it. Um, The power isn't there yet. Haven't seen any home runs. 
uh, over 12 games that he's played since he's been back, but he's hit four doubles and uh, has even stolen a base. So uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Uh, he's a guy that uh, basically they're plugging in right near the top of the lineup because he is an on-base machine. I'm not worried about the power coming back for him right away either. It, I would rather see someone taking his pitches and making good contact coming back from an injury like this, and then you see them start to drive the ball. Sometimes I think it's a little concerning when they start maybe getting frustrated that they're not hitting the gappers or the home runs that they're used to, and they start pressing a little bit. And the last thing you want is someone to overswing and aggravate something else, but so far, 295, 418, kind of don't care what the slugging is. That's great. Uh, then we have uh, another pitcher, Logan T. Allen, the one true Logan Allen, and he was sensational. Um, he had three starts. ERA was 1.93, struck out 28 batters over uh, 18 and two-thirds innings, um, allowed just seven hits in those 18 innings with four runs, uh, walked five. So just outrageous. I mean, he is looking incredible. So he had that little bit of a slump there where he had like a two or three start stretch where he wasn't getting like a quality start, but he is back in full force. Now his last start, he had uh, career high 11 strikeouts. They named him Eastern uh, League uh, Pitcher of the Week. Just yeah, for did. that. So well done, the one true Logan Allen. What's kind of fun is the next guy on the list to put up similar numbers, not quite as good, but it just so many good pitchers right now. Gavin Williams, in three games started for him, he had a 1.8 ERA, 15, in, 15 innings pitched striking out 19 so not quite the not quite as prolific as logan allen on a rate basis but still he didn't walk very many batters only gave up three runs 10 hits just sensational pitching yep and he did it after getting promoted to double a so of course we'll be talking more transactions as we get through here but that was a big one so uh you know our number one draft pick in 2021 Started the year at high A as his major league debut and was too good for high A. So he got promoted to double A and he's still putting up elite numbers. So, I it's, mean, yeah, he, he he's amazing. It's early days, but this progress at least puts on my radar the question of how often someone has made the majors the same year they were drafted as a pitcher. We'll have to, uh, who knows? There's not necessarily a need right now with the way the Indy, or excuse me, the Guardians uh, pitching staff is working, but could be fun. Yeah. And honestly, I would say right now, out of all the current players in the minor league system, you could plug in Gavin Williams and he could start at the major league level right now. Gasp. Yeah. That's how good he is. You heard it here, folks. I think the last time you said that about a guy, it was Shane Bieber. <laughs> And, and, and that was more based off of just the elite control. This guy's got, you know, 99 mile an hour fastball. So, Yeah, Williams is just murdering guys. Mm-hmm. Bieber would slowly, over the course of years, wear them down. <laughs> Williams just grabs a hammer and bonk, dead. 
I mean, he just looks like a pitcher, too. I mean, he's like six, seven, and just terrifying. Number nine on the countdown is Richie Palacios. He's now a major leaguer. Officially However, a major leaguer, too. He was removed from the MLB Pipeline Top 30 today uh, because he is officially qualified. Rookie, rookie status. No longer. It's exciting for him. Just to touch on the numbers real quick, his slash line for the Guardians was 250, 273, 400, 85 WRC plus, but he has come through quite niftily in some pinch hitting situations and just continues to impress. I think he earned the roster spot. So This means that we're going to have an opening in our top 10 because, I mean, there's no real reason to track him. He's at the major league level. And while, you know, maybe traditionally we would just pick the number 11 guy, but our number 11 guy is Stephen Kwan. <laughs> Let's hold a vote. And then our number 12 guy is Cody Morris, who hasn't played. Um, and then 13 Jose Tena, who hasn't been very good this year. 14 Zlavastida. Uh Honestly, I think we should just go with who we actually think the next best prospect is, and I say Bo Naylor. You knew that's what I was going to say. I did not know that. Come on. <laughs> I, really, I mean, I know you like Bo Naylor, but I just, that that's just, in my opinion, we'll move Noel up to nine, who is our current number 10 on the list, mm-hmm. and then just have the new number 10 starting next week, or next podcast being Naylor. I'm fine with this. Uh, I suppose we will give listeners a couple of weeks here to scream and or give us the business if they disagree. I don't think they will. I mean, Naylor's been our best prospect all season, him and Valera and, you know, the pitchers. (laughs) You wouldn't believe the Ravenous fans who come up to my door and just start pounding me for these prospect opinions. (laughs) We got to be careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, props to Richie Palacios, uh, the pinch hit king. He's just fun. So wrapping up the top 10, uh, I guess this is his last fortnight at the bottom of the list, Mr. John Kenzie Noel. He's, his numbers still don't make a lot of sense to me, but boy, are they fun. Yeah, um, he slashed a 234 with a 306 on base. And slugged 625. <laughs> That's because he hit eight home runs during the three-week stretch. Sure. Uh, he currently has an org leading 18 bombs on the season. Uh, while the strikeout rate is still a concern, you, you got to take the, the good with the bad. And uh, the good is this guy is absolutely murdering baseballs. There's a small part of me that worries that he's just super Bobby Bradley, though. I don't I don't necessarily want to say that Noel's not going to have the contact or patience to to cut it after AAA, but some of these lines, man, <laughs> you just have to look at them and go, I don't know. <laughs> 234 306. Yeah, he is just so big and so strong. Um I mean WRC plus 143. Yeah. Is actually the second highest out of all of those players that we currently have in our top 10. He was running a fairly low BABIP as well for the week. Yeah. 200. So I don't know. I, I'm still, you know how excited I am at his power potential. It's just uh, 625. Yeah, that, that is a nasty slugging percentage. 
Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I, I've always liked Noel, and I think uh, it's just really it's just going to boil down to can he keep that strikeout rate? You know, can he drop it a little bit? So thirty percent. It's not terrible, but that's about as high as you want it to be. Yeah, and as hard as he hits it, the more Especially balls he just play. with the way the team currently is constructed, you know? Moving right along to the top five players from all around the Guardian system, we've got uh, some regulars and also a couple of new names. Who, was, who did we grab this week, Brian? Okay, well, I figured it would be nice, especially since it's a lot easier to track since their season just started at the beginning of the month uh, with the short season leagues. You just pick the best player from uh, the current Arizona Complex League Guardians and the best player between the Dominican Summer League Guardians, which has two teams, red and blue. And you found some good ones. Yes. So for the Arizona Complex League, the ACL Guardians, Wilfredo Antunes, he is a uh, outfielder, I believe 18 or 19 years old. Uh, I think 19 years old. And he slashed uh, in his first nine games, 357, 561, 643, good for a 218 WRC+. Yeah, the BAPIP was only 348, but uh, he managed to get a couple doubles, two home runs, scored 12 runs. How did he score 12 runs? Because he walked 12 times compared to just three strikeouts and also was hit by a pitch and stole four bases. He had more walks than hits. Yeah. How often do you see that? Yeah, that's what I thought was hilarious. He had 28 at-bats, 41 plate appearances. <laughs> Just, they give you first base, take it. Yeah. Um, What's crazy, absolutely bananas about this guy, is I asked um, Todd Paquette from the the Guardian's perspective, who is, you know, all things prospects, and he's a lot more aware of the the Dominican and, 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 you know, international Latin America prospects. And I was like, was this guy on any lists? Like, what, where did he come from? And he told me, that last season he didn't make the 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 Arizona squad so he he didn't play he basically spent the entire season training in in Arizona i think he wasn't good enough to play in Arizona and this year he was well he appears to have taken that message to heart <laughs> and come back with a vengeance good on him yeah, because I, I saw that he had played in 2019 in the Dominican League, and uh, and he'd been okay. He had a 121 WRC plus for the whole season, but obviously there was no 2020 season, and then he didn't play at all 2021. So, uh, but that that is apparently what happened was uh, he uh, just wasn't quite at that level. Apparently, let me let me see if I can pull up. Yeah, he was a low-money sign in 2019 out of Venezuela, was one of the handful of players that didn't make the roster in 2021, but spent the whole season out in Goodyear training. Looks like he made good use of his time. Yeah, I'd say. So This is a fun just, story, just and I'm going to keep 20. track. Yeah, he just turned 20. So, 
we'll see if this guy can keep this up. Obviously, you can't keep this up, but if he can at least just continue having a strong season and, uh, you know, make a name for himself. So, number two on our list, what can you tell me about Austin Aldiano? All right. This is crazy because... Crazy! The, the, the reason this is crazy is because Dominican Summer League, you never pick up, pick out a pitcher for the teams. It is almost exclusively offensive-oriented down there. <laughs> um, if you look at the current uh, team batting and everything, um, the Cleveland Guardians have a blue team and a red team. The blue team is, or maybe one of those two teams is currently leading all of the Dominican Summer League with like a 432 on-base percentage as a team. <laughs> and the other one is like 410. And it's like third in the Dominican Summer League. Jeez. That, that's how good the offense is down in the Dominican Summer League for, for all the Cleveland teams. So combined, like they have like a 420 on base percentage. And despite that, I picked a pitcher <laughs> because this guy's been that good. In three appearances so far, he started uh, th- three games. He's only allowed one run on 10 hits with 14 strikeouts and two walks in 13 innings. 0.69 ERA. So super, super impressive numbers. Um, what was his ERA? 0.69. Just making sure. Okay. I was I was waiting for you to do the nice. We could coordinate it. but <laughs> uh, We did that once, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so this guy, I, I don't think he's going to be in the Dominican Summer League for much longer. And he's only 18. And not yeah. if he does that for another three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a 17-year-old, let me uh, see if I can pull this up. Yeah, he's, he's literally 18 years and 16 days right now. So he just turned 18. But as a 17-year-old last season, he had a 284 ERA for the whole season. Uh, and right now he's, you know, even better. So very, very impressed by this guy. And again, it was difficult because I had to choose. I was only going to pick one Dominican summer league player and I had to choose between a pitcher or like seven guys with an OPS over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the, I like the choice of the pitcher and <clears throat> yeah, you just, you don't see a, a pitcher look that good, that, that often or stand out in the Dominican summer league. So I had to do something. Logan Allen is another member of our top five. And we already discussed his remarkable feats of strength. Yep. Uh, another, another member of the countdown uh, is a, is a name you may find familiar and will also be discussed later in Will Brennan. Well done, Mr. Hemminger. But what, what can you tell us about our, uh, the guy remaining in the top five, the last of the bunch? Well, Who is he? What did he do? Well, we just... Why did he do it? <laughs> we just mentioned him a little bit earlier, but it's Bo Naylor, who is going to be joining our top 10 prospects. And it's because of things like this, where over the last three weeks, he slashed 273 with a 452 on base percentage and a 527 slugging. WRC Plus was good for 175, struck out and walked at the exact same rates, so... 17 walks over the last three weeks. He's averaging a walk a game. 
Yeah. He also clubbed three home runs, hit five doubles. Just sensational. Absolutely sensational. Switch hitting catcher, 175 WRC plus at double A. And uh, not to spoil the transactions, but he just got promoted to triple A as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited about what Bo Naylor is doing. Because, you know, remember last year, he never, you know, really broke out. He struggled all season long. And uh, he finally figured it out. And he's just been dominant at AA all season with a basically a 900 OPS all year. And earned, absolutely earned that promotion. So, he stole three bases, too. Yeah. Why not? He is... Uh, one of the top stolen base threats in Cleveland system, believe it or not. <sighs> you were right. It was a really exciting week uh, for the entire system. Really exciting almost month, actually, especially with the short season ball getting started now. So it's going to be a lot of fun here the rest of the way. Our next subject, if you would like to come with me into the kitchen, Brian, I believe there's a cupboard that we need to inspect. Uh, the Carnegie cupboard, which is where uh, Matt and I pick two players that were not in the the covering the corner fans voted top 20 uh, prospects and basically they we follow them along and see uh, you know if they make something of themselves and I will say that we absolutely have uh, seen these guys make something of themselves uh, especially three of the four mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so first things first we've already mentioned him a little bit uh, but will Brennan uh, again, another promotion from double A AA to triple A, and he didn't miss a beat. So uh, over the past uh, three weeks, he slashed 377 with a 470 on base, 522 slugging, hit a home run, seven doubles, stole four bases, uh, 15 runs batted in, walked 12 times, just insane absolutely insane the guy just does not stop hitting and he was named player of the month in columbus to borrow a phrase from ye old bill walton the man has no regard for human life <laughs> it's just it's it's funny and like i i we were aware of brandon coming into this season you tagged him in the cupboard and ever since he's just he's mauling i'll give you credit you also were going to pick him as your position player. So I just had first pick and I picked Brennan. And then you were like, oh, I was going to take him. <laughs> it's just you, you had an eye for him, too. So I will at least give you a, some, some minor props there. I didn't expect him to start playing like a uh, like a five star outfield prospect, though. Yeah, uh, like this has been an interesting turn of events. Basically, when. Uh, Stephen Kwan graduated uh, off of the top 30 minor league prospects for Cleveland because he's been in the pros all season. They added Will Brennan in at number 30. And now with Palacios graduating, Brennan's at 29 on the MLB (laughs) pipeline top 30. I promise you he's higher than 29 if they actually reorganized the top 30 today. Right now, I mean, he's knocking on the door for the big league club. And it's, Honestly, it's been really nice to see some of these guys succeed like this so that, hey, look at Mercado got DFA'd today. Like, 
time's up. Or yesterday, yeah. Right. Yeah, like but, some uh, of these guys have had their chance and and it's next guy up now. It what's nuts is I think heading into this season, outfield was the biggest question mark. <laughs> Remember? Not anymore. Uh, we, were, we were basically like, you know, okay, we uh, extended Miles Straw, but what 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 else? What's going to happen after that? And then we've had Stephen Kwan come up and be the rookie of the month for April and now be one of the best rookies for June. I mean, with like a 380 on base percentage for the season, we've had Rich Palacios come up and just be King Clutch uh, with the, the, the pinch hits. Um, we've had Oscar Gonzalez come up and currently batting like 330 after almost a month now. So it, it's gotten to the point that the guy that we were relying on the most in the outfield, Miles Straw, was demoted to the number nine spot in the batting order. Yeah, he's actually having a little bit of trouble at the plate this season. Yeah. I mean, he was great early, but uh, yeah, he's he's been struggle busting lately. But maybe the, the move down to number nine is helping him because uh, he's having a he had a good game yesterday and he's having a good game today. It helps to get you when someone yeah, take, gets take the right pressure off a little bit. Get him out of their head and get him thinking a little bit different about but, the approach of the plate. So because of that, they traded away Zimmer. They DFA'd uh, Mercado. And now we've got four young outfielders. And we've got Will Brennan knocking on the door. We've got... Will Benson knocking on the door. We've got Alex Call knocking on the door at AAA. Mm-hmm. And George Valera knocking on the door. I mean, Soon. <laughs> all of a sudden, outfield has become a strength. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts what this minor league season has been. They're doing a very good job developing talent. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because people are like, you know, trade for Brian Reynolds or something, right? Uh, from like the Pirates, a, a younger, cost-controlled star. But if they do that, they're going to have to trade away a lot of our young outfielders <laughs> because there's just no way they'll all have a chance to play. I would rather try to extend all of those outfielders on the roster right now, plus Valera, mm-hmm. assuming, hey, if two of them flame out, you probably have yeah. the other two on ludicrously yeah. good contracts we're, for we're borderline MVP guys. We're currently in a similar situation as we... Are or were with our middle infield, where you know we've got so many good young players playing well that you know we're gonna have to start thinking about what we're gonna do with all these guys that are pushing for playing time at the upper levels of our minor league system. So it's it's a good problem to have, basically, because all these guys could be playing right now at the major league level. And that makes them incredibly valuable to other teams. I like having the cards. On my side of the cupboard, position player-wise, we have Daniel Schneeman. He slashed 145, 200, 182. I won't read the WRC+. Plus. Oh, come on, you gotta read it. Six. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a, a very good month. Uh, the key here is he was stuck with a 163 BABIP. Three weeks of a BABIP that low is tough. But my dude, I believe you will begin to square them up again soon. He was good uh, last podcast. So. Oh, he had a great two weeks um, mm-hmm. before June. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, uh, I, I'm sticking with him for at least one more go around because of that bad dip. And it's, he's just a fun player. You know, it's not always about finding a guy who's going to be a stud, but 
He's been fun. Uh, to it is for me. I'm too competitive. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, the pitching side of the cupboard. Uh, I have Will Dion, who basically was a draft pick last season and is making his pro debut this year. And over the past three weeks, he started three games, um, had an ERA of 2.45, uh, allowed five runs over 18 and a third innings pitched, struck out 12, walked four. Although he did give up 15 hits, so he was a little hittable. But overall, very, very strong uh, three-star stretch there. Not quite player of the week worthy, but you can't complain about a 245 ERA over three-game start. All right, brag it up. In 16 innings over the last three weeks, Mr. Jack Leftwich started two of those games. He had an ERA of 2.25. Um 24 strikeouts in those 16 innings. That's not the most impressive stat, though. He only walked one guy in 16 innings. So he strolls into the podcast this week with a, a, a strikeout per walk ratio of 24. That is very good. For th- like three weeks of baseball and a strikeout to walk ratio of 24. Didn't even give up any home runs either. So mm-hmm. I'm sort of looking at eight hits, four earned runs, and that's even some bad luck in sequence. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Sequencing wasn't kind, terrible. and he was one of the best pitchers in the in the uh, organization. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he is deserving of a call up to high A. He's been at Lynchburg all season. He was kind He's of wasting his time down there. He was, you know, at the beginning of the year, he was one of those uh, piggyback partner guys where. You know, the first guy would start and go four innings, and then he would go the next four innings type of guy. But he has become a starting pitcher now, and he's looked amazing. He really has. And I think uh, he's ready for that next step. I mean, when you strike out 24 and walk one over a 16-inning stretch, you're ready. Yeah. Maybe it's hard to predict system moves when you're not sure what's going to happen in the system above him with pitchers, et cetera. But it, you're right. It's time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what he can do, but yeah, it, it just seems like Cleveland has knocked it out of the park with all those pitchers they drafted last season. I mean, you've got uh, obviously Gavin Williams, who has just been unbelievable, but you've got, you know, the left, which is the Will Dion's, um, the Tanner Bybees. Um, I mean, it, it just keeps going and going and going. Um, let's see, who else am I forgetting out of that uh, that group? There's uh, Doug Nikhazy, who is coming off of a, a 10 strikeout performance. Um, I mean, just incredible. Uh, Rodney Boone, who earned a promotion to uh, high A from low A. So... Yeah, they've, they've just got some absolutely nasty dudes. Speaking of Boone's promotion, transactions? They, it was a busy three weeks, a really busy three weeks. And we should be back on the every two weeks schedule moving forward. Uh, I had a an alien invasion in my yard um, combined with an unexpected rock concert that broke out that I had to handle last Wednesday, so I apologize. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, beginning at, uh, earlier this month, Tanner Burns was activated off the injured list. Uh, Tommy Mace, and that was in Akron. Uh, Tommy Mace, our second round, or maybe 
second round compensation pick, uh, was activated off the injured list in Lake County. Will Bartlett, the first baseman, was activated off the injured list in Lynchburg. We've had a few releases as well. Uh, Nathan Ocker was released. This one was really interesting. Nick Enright and Andrew Masiasek, who have been lights out in the bullpen for Akron to start the year, they both got promoted to Columbus. Um, this one was obviously big. Uh, Brian Lavastida was placed on the seven-day injured list in Columbus with a right hamstring strain. And that opened the door for Bo Naylor to get promoted to Columbus from Akron. They also sent down Mike Rivera from Columbus to Akron, uh, and he promptly retired. What? Yeah. Okay. I guess he just decided he was, you know, wasn't going to... Not give up! This sucks! (laughs) And then... A uh, couple other releases. Ben Krauth, who's been a long-standing uh, bull- uh, veteran, uh, left-handed bullpen arm in the system, was released. Cade Smith, who has been an impressive bullpen arm, was promoted to Akron from Lake County. We had Carson Tucker, our first-round pick from two years ago, I think, uh, activated from the injured list in Lynchburg. He really has not barely played all season. So with uh, Mylon Tolentino getting promoted, uh, I believe last podcast we mentioned it, but uh, Mylon Tolentino got promoted to Lake County from Lynchburg. Hopefully Carson Tucker can get some regular playing time, get some consistent at-bats, and just show us what he's capable of because we really still have not seen hardly anything from him yet. And then... Uh, three guys that have been in the system for a little bit were all released as well. Jonathan Engelman, kind of an org infielder guy. Uh, Kevin Coulter and Jared Janzak, uh, relievers, were all released. Thank you for your service. Yep. So it was a very, very uh, busy stretch of uh, promotions and transactions. We're going to be getting into it a little bit more now, too, with the full season or short season leagues started now as well i forgot a couple more oh because uh i typed in transactions i forgot to type in just transaction because there were a couple times where only one thing happened sneaky so not many but ike freeman who you might remember uh somebody that is uh getting confused for tyler freeman uh was traded to the san diego padres for cash and christian cairo uh, I believe a fourth round pick a few years ago, maybe the same year they drafted uh, Tucker, uh, was placed on the seven day injured list in Lake County with an oblique strain. He should unstrain it. Yep. So that should do it. Right on. Thank you for taking the time to wrap up the transactions. If that is all that we have for this week. I, I believe I have a, a poem. Let's hear from it. From a writer named E. Gammings that I've prepared. <clears throat> Confused neck, manipulating Nintendo, the determination that keeps Houston stupid, passive, like Dodo's. Jose Ruiz has shifted the gallantry. Thank you.